1: Yabba-dabba-doo-baba. It's the big boss dog, Snoopy Deagle double g This is The
2: Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons.
1: Snoop has the
3: incredible superpower of making sense in every single room on Earth.
2: What it do, it's your boy,
1: Big Snoop D-O-double-G, coming at you live from Los Angeles. And my DJ, DJ Mikey D. D is in these nuts.
2: Earlier on the show, former NBA executive and cinephobe podcast host Amin El Hassan. Coming up, writer and comedian Josh Ostrovsky. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons.
3: Welcome back to the show, hour number three on a Wednesday, where we wake up to a world where Bobby Portis is an NBA champion. Gives you hope, inspiration. Oh yeah, and that guy Giannis did his thing as well last night. That's the, the greatest closeout performance I've ever seen in an NBA Finals game. A 50 piece after going for 40 plus twice And stuff of legends. The guy's incredible. Um, ben Line's filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. I'm starting to get to that age, guys, where it's only happened a few times. It's only happened maybe two or three times. Go in the bathroom a lot in the middle of the night? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, okay. Not quite there yet, but you know where I'm, I'm going you See where I'm going with this? I am getting a little older and when you've been around and you've been fortunate to be able to do some things, sometimes you'll get people that come up to you and say, "Hey, I grew up watching you." Oh, Done yeah. that only like two or three times. Yeah, you're you're I'm, alone I on I that, like one, like bro. I kind of like it because I'm, I'm just getting into that now. It's only happened sure. two or three times. So, you know, when someone says that to me, like it means a lot. I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." But our next guest, has been having people come up to him for a while now saying, I grew up watching you. I loved watching you. You inspired me to want to go and do this. I'm one of those people. I grew up watching our next guest and wanting to do this because I watched him. So I don't feel so bad when I say, hey, I grew up watching Rich Eisen (laughs) as I welcome Rich Eisen on The Rich Eisen Show. Appreciate you taking some time to be on your show, Rich. And I did grow up (laughs) watching you, you, and I hope it makes you feel okay.
4: You know what, Ben? Um, I will take it. Um, every, every day, uh, is a new one and I appreciate it. So thanks, Matt. Rich, what's happening, How man. Are you, How are you whatever, feeling? Rich. <laughs> I've had, a, I've had, a, I've, I've had a heck of, um, uh, 10 days, uh, last yeah. two weeks have been something else that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And, um, I'm, I'm feeling better. Um, I'm tired a lot, but, um, I'm feeling better. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, bud. Yeah.
3: yeah, Rich. We've we've obviously been thinking about you and sending you a lot of love, Thanks, and, and I know you've been you know getting healthy and, and focusing on on getting right. But I know you've also kind of keep keeping tabs on the NBA Finals. You've been watching a little yes. bit. Uh, I seen you tweeting as well. What are your thoughts on yes. Giannis this morning? Are you as inspired you as we what? are?
4: Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm so happy for him. It's just it's just so great to see hard work and dedication and karma all rewarded. And it's, you know, um, it's terrific to see what he's done for himself um, and what he's done uh, in believing in himself as well as the franchise and the city that has drafted and adopted him. Um, You know, it was right around... Um, you know, uh, this point in last year's NBA season, obviously not calendar-wise, but as soon as the finals was over, the, the front and center conversation was, what will Giannis do? What does he want to do? Would he want to stay in Milwaukee and ride it out and trust their process? Or will he go somewhere else? You know, Miami, Los Angeles, other places where, it's considered a better bet and shot for him to win it all. And he decided to stay put. And the moves that were made around him had a lot of question marks. The Giroux holiday was, is he a championship piece? And Bogdanovich deciding not to go there or accept to go there? And, um, you know, uh, Chris Middleton, can he blossom into a threat that, keeps um, Giannis not having to do it all by himself. And the answer was yes to all of them. And uh, it's just great to see. And I know that we were all in on the Chris Paul narrative and was this his time? And it sure looked like it. And Monty Williams being another terrific human being who should be rewarded for the way that he's conducted himself and the way that he's handled the um, his, his what's gone on in his personal life. Um, uh, there were just so many great stories, but to see Giannis be the champion is amazing, and it's just a great feel-good story.
3: Like you said, Rich, it's karma winning out, it's character over ego, humility, staying the course. There's so many life nuggets to take away from Giannis from this series. We've all faced tremendous adversity in this last year, a year and a half, and had to overcome things in our own lives. And Giannis, obviously an example of that in his life. Just a reminder that kindness wins out as well. You're part of a real cutthroat business, Rich, but you've always shown kindness to all of us here in the studio, to people you interact with, to work with. Uh, Talk to me about just the the idea of being kind in the world of sports, which can so often, uh, you know, look to celebrate those who take a far more selfish approach.
4: Well, I mean, it's not just selfish. It's, it's also a world in which, you know, um, um, anger, controversy, um, and um, contrarian um, approaches are, are get the attention. Um, so, you know, he is just—that's uh, why I, I tweeted out a video of him from last year or pre-pandemic, I think. It could be two years ago, of a little girl going up to him— with a jersey for him to sign at some signing. And, and you know, he, 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 he gets this folder uh, from this girl, and she explains to him that she's done a bunch of drawings of him and she wanted him to have it. And he stopped doing what he was doing and got up from his table to go around and hug her. And she this little girl starts tearing because her her, you know, hero uh, or someone she looks up to and lionizes decided to just do a common, decent human thing, which many people don't expect of of, you know, uh, individuals who who are put on a pedestal. And that's why I, I wanted to send that video out. Better than the video of me saying that I would never have broken up last year's heat for <laughs> Yeah.
5: Oh, oh, don't worry, I Rich. Know, we mentioned yeah, that earlier. Yeah, you know,
4: ben, 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 I know <laughs> Brockman and TJ are just really, like, champing at the bit <laughs> to dig into that rather than the very kind um, <laughs> approach to this interview you have taken.
3: Yeah, the, the, uh, the Google <laughs> machine is working on overdrive here today. <laughs> no, which I we already brought that so up. We definitely
5: yeah. mentioned that earlier, Rich. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. It's totally my fine.
4: worst take ever. I've already copped to it. I copped to it um, well in advance of this conversation and uh, deep in uh, a go in the playoffs. Um, it really is um, my worst take ever. And um, didn't take long. Didn't take long for that to age poorly. Nope. Um, and what he's done is, I mean, he's incredible. We were even having some bad takes on the subject matter just a few, a couple weeks ago, that he's he's such a liability from the line that he's the only superstar who has to give the ball up, or the team can't create shots for him in the in the stretch run of important games because he's such a liability. I mean, last night in a closeout game in front of his home fans to put up a 50-piece and then shoot the way that he did from the free-throw line and then defend and play and fight through fatigue, it really is one of the most remarkable NBA final performances we've ever seen. And uh, good for him.
5: Rich, his leg, like, exploded
4: two and a half weeks ago. He
5: shouldn't have even been playing. It's insane.
4: It is. I mean, he's just 26, too, which is the, which is the aspect. Um, I think that, I don't know if it's already, you know, taken root, but I think the next few weeks will be that that this is um, his NBA. You know, like this is his time. We were saying that about Kawhi two years ago, so we have to be careful, but Kawhi decided to go somewhere else. Right. Um, and uh, he's not going anywhere. And neither are, you know, Coach Bud, who is supposed to be, You know, if he'd lost that game seven to the Nets, he would be, you know, out. Now he can always get a reservation in the city of Milwaukee the rest of his life, you know. So it is amazing how these things work out. And, you know, Giannis' freakish um, athletic talent is now matched by the heart and soul of what it takes to win and lead and, you know, Portis and Holiday and the rest of the team to, you know, raise their games along with him.
3: Ben Lyons on with Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich, uh, oftentimes, as much as I love the NBA Finals, some sadness starts to seep in the day after because I realize it's going to be a while until we see NBA basketball However, we're blessed with the Olympics coming up. We're going to see both Team USA for the men and women do their thing across the pond. So well, basketball fans will get great Olympic basketball. We'll also get a great show tonight on NBC. You're hanging out with the Jonas Brothers.
2: <laughs> the Olympic
3: Dreams, often well, referred to uh, as the fourth Jonas Brother. What's it like hanging out with yeah. those guys? And tell us about the show tonight.
4: Well, I did not hang with the guys. Let's be, uh, I'll be straight up um, about that. I did hang with Terry Crews for quite some time, though, because the— the Jonas Brothers uh, tonight at 8 Eastern time are going to go through three Olympic sports that they attempt themselves and compete amongst themselves with some actual real-deal Olympians to help them um, coach them up in each one of these uh, events. Um, gymnastics, um, uh, bike riding, and uh, hurdles. And, you know, it, Terry Crews and I call the action, if you will, and it's just a, a ton of fun. It's just fun watching these guys who are very famous um, li- really try, because just like all of us, they're competitive and certainly amongst brothers, uh, a bunch of red asses amongst each other. And it's a lot of fun. And Terry Crews is one of the best humans on the planet. And I got to hang with him for quite some time a couple of weeks ago when I did this. And it's on tonight at 8 Eastern. And that is the first, I think, real uh, Olympic event of the week on NBC is this tonight at 8 Eastern time. And, um, and that'll be fun. It's going to be – it's one of those for the family that you're not going to sit around and, and, you know, wonder why you're seeing something that would um, – um, it's good, fun, family entertainment and fair tonight. It's great.
3: Well, I think all of us sitting at home watching these events that maybe we don't keep as close an eye on every four years, but we fall in love, fall in love with again around the Olympics, it's great for us at home to see civilians, to see the Joe Bros go out there and try and compete uh, mm-hmm. with the hurdles or, or the balance beam. Kind of reminds us of just how incredible these Olympic athletes are. Is there one sport, Rich, that people might be surprised to hear that you just become fanatical about come Olympic season?
4: oh it's just everything uh, and that's what everyone loves about the olympics right is we just you know we just get into everything because it's that it's the olympics and um and there's so much on the line and there's so much pride on the line and obviously we all have our patriotic tendencies to just root for our our country and um you know, that's why i think uh, every you know couple of years and when you see nations you know, uh, convene in soccer where ordinarily a fan in the the United States might not watch a soccer game uh, just because they love the sport. But they do love the sport and they love the stakes um, when it's time for Euro or it's time for uh, the World Cup. That's what, to me, the Olympics is about, and it'll be exciting. You know, I'm fired up about it.
3: There are a few phrases, Rich, that when thrown out kind of signify the end of summer. You know, Little League World Series, back-to-school sale. <laughs> training camp opens. Training camp, yes. Training camp training opens camp. tomorrow. Summer is starting to yep. end tomorrow. We're yep. in the heart of summer. The, the You know, the NBA Finals, it's kind of an anomaly this time of year. we got the Summer yeah. Olympics, but training camp opens tomorrow. So tell me how that makes you feel, knowing that the Cowboys and Steelers are going to be putting on pads and working out tomorrow and an NF- NFL season is upon us.
4: Well, I mean, obviously, it's – It's the beginning of, um, you know, so many storylines every year. There's storylines that last an entire year. It's what we call the season-long storyline arc, the NFL being such a week-to-week league. There's week-to-week storylines that play into the season-long storyline arc. And I think, you know, we talked about it on the show just a couple weeks after the Super Bowl. It really is Tom Brady's NFL and not just Tom Brady's NFL in terms of can he repeat, but the way that he has succeeded in Tampa has created so many fault lines in so many other organizations. And so from many organizations seeing, you know, obviously there's only one Tom Brady, but maybe we are just one player at the quarterback position away, making a change away from having that be the difference between finishing 500 or winning a division and winning it all, from Matthew Stafford to, uh, obviously, that affecting Jared Goff to Carson Wentz to um, other franchises that decided to draft a quarterback now, um, moving up to go get a quarterback like the 49ers, which we subsequently learned is a plan B for them. They really were in on Stafford, too that maybe uh, other teams like the Jets decide to go with a younger guy than Sam Donald, who's already young enough, um, to um, the the storyline of what happened with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Even though he's still in Seattle, the whole season will be viewed as, through the prism of what he said in February to lead to March trade rumors. And then there's the mother load in Aaron Rodgers, Ben. And that uh, we're going to begin to get some answer in terms of his presence physically or not to the question that is still without an answer. And that is what does Aaron Rodgers want? Um, if he wants to get out of green Bay right now, I don't believe he will get that exit visa because green Bay would rather hold on to Rogers, let him sit through an entire season out. If that's really what he wants to do, and then trade him for draft choices that a team will give them a top of draft as opposed to giving him the exit visa now, taking those draft choices and watch Rogers make those draft choices worse for Green Bay. That's just not going to happen. So training camp is just the beginning of so many incredible storylines and stories. And, you know, I, I, I can't wait. I'm so fired up.
3: I'm glad you're feeling fired up. I'm glad you're feeling better. And you'll be part of uh, all the coverage, of course, around the NFL starting next week and return to the show. I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. I will forever hold these NBA finals in a special place in my heart because (laughs) I will remember having to come in here every morning and, and and clown around with these dudes and analyze these games. So a special place in my heart. I thank you for that.
4: Let's let's, first of all, my pleasure, and thank you for doing it. And secondly, it is not the last time that you will do it, and I will make this pledge to prove to you that it won't take long. Is that the next time you do it does not have to be when the Knicks make the NBA finals? <laughs> so the door
3: is open.
6: Well, that would that was okay. the case, Rich. He'd never do it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, as long as <laughs> as long as X Knicks stay winning titles, then I know I have a chance. Good so, point. Bobby Portis, once again, congratulations. <laughs>
4: There you
3: go. Thanks, Rich. Thank Olim- Olympic Thanks, dreams Doug. tonight, featuring the Jonas Brothers. Rich is hosting alongside Terry Crews on NBC at eight o'clock on the East Coast. Easy, All right, brothers. All right, Rich. checking in on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> kind of him. I'm glad to hear he's doing well. Yeah. Fired up for the NFL, the Olympics. Giannis I knew he would understand as someone who Rich is one of the kindest people I think we've all ever worked with met had a chance to know yeah totally in this business that is filled with animals and insanity (laughs)
6: Rich is the reason I'm sitting in this chair way more reasons than one which we won't get into now but
3: so so (laughs) he he, he, to hear him moved by the the spirituality and the love fest last night the connection to a higher power the greater good I knew he'd have the similar takeaway and and be equally moved by it I thought it was amazing last night good to see the good guy win right nice yeah. to see the good guy win yeah for good sure stuff well the show rolls on appreciate rich checking in on his own show i felt like that was like partying at that house in high school where the parents allowed you to party but every once in a while the mom and dad wanted to come downstairs and hang out just to, like see what was going hey on guys a little bit what that was, was like
6: or maybe you're it's josh so you know. or maybe you're josh weinstein from entourage and you're oh. throwing a party at your boss's house and then ari comes and shows up and it's like hey
1: so it it's gonna so selling it pens 12.
3: We got through it. It was a good time. Uh, We got uh, my buddy Josh Ostrowski checking in next. Had a chance to jump off the Knicks train and become a Bucks fan many years ago. Did not cash in. So I want to hear his thoughts on the Bucks tape. Josh Ostrowski, my old
2: buddy, calling in next here on the Rich Eisen show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. My social media grandmaster TJ Jefferson pointed out. Have you TJ? You've noticed what a, uh, on college basketball courts these days? Shorts are getting a lot shorter.
6: You guys fought for long shorts, right? As the Fab Five, but now these guys are wearing like you know shorts right. that are like bike right. shorts. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. Man?
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan, man. I, I, when I first <laughs> saw it was back when I was an assistant coach with the Miami Heat, and we it was summer league, and we were in Vegas, and uh, um, I forgot which player it was. And I, I said, I pulled him to the side, you know, right before the game, and Chris Quinn was there with me. <laughs> and Chris Quinn was assistant coach with the Heat. And I, I said to him, I said, man, you know what, bro? I forgot the kid's name. I said, well, and you know what, you're just stomping on the legacy. And I said, he was like, looking at me like, "What? what is he talking about? I said, you're just killing my our legacy. And I said, well, I'm gonna go ahead and elaborate. I said, I was a part of a team, man. We fought so hard, and it was a college team I'm speaking of. We fought so hard to get longer shorts because we saw guys like Michael Jordan Wearing longer shorts with the NBA, and we saw UNLV with Larry Johnson and Stacy Ogman, They were wearing some nice, you know, long shorts. So I was like, "Yo, we fought so hard for it," and and then now, you know, like when I'm seeing you rolling your shorts up and you know, you're showing all your thighs and thigh meat, Juwan. I said, "I'm like, come on, bro, you just killing the legs. You know? <laughs> I said, "I said," we, and then knowing that, I said, "We got beat up for it too. Like me, the media killed us for those long shorts and black socks, right?" And now... Instead, we look like playground kids.
2: Now look at this. The progress cannot be rolled back, Jawan. We've got to... On this show, we will stand in unison with you and the Fab Five legacy. We cannot see more thigh meat nah. in college basketball. I want my shorts no. to touch my knee.
1: I want my shorts touching touch right. my knees. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm not trying... Like, I don't want to see guys, man, with their shorts all rolled all the way up, you Get know. And it. you see all their thighs. And you see the tattoos on their thighs. No. But, you know, no. it's like a you know I understand that time change and style changes and all that, but that's one of them I'm not with i don't I can't fight for that one and then I don't wear <laughs> white socks. I wear all black socks, of course jo, look you coach, know all the white socks people gave me, I just give them away to charity.
2: that's it out the door <laughs> at least it goes to something good and 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 we you you have to stand for something and this is what we all stand for, and we cannot have the uh the, the, the too much leg showing, you know, and, and I, I appreciate you <laughs> understanding that I'm using qu- quality real estate with a top five uh, ranked head coach in the uh, in, in college basketball on, on this very important subject.
3: Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show. Olympic Dreams tonight on NBC. Rich is hanging out with Terry Crews and the Joe Bros, kicking things off for the Olympics. (laughs) Joe Bros. (laughs) Joe Bros. Rich is often referred to as the fourth Jonas Brother, no?
6: I've heard that before. Uh, Yeah, I've
3: seen it. Um, Team USA basketball, going to have Chris Middleton and. Drew Holiday joining the mix now in Tokyo with how about Devin that, Booker. How about that flight that they're on? <laughs> Are the three of them on a plane together? Right now,
5: that was the thing. They were saying, like, after the game, they're all flying to Tokyo On together. one plane.
3: Together, yeah. That's got to be super uncomfortable for Devin Booker. <laughs> Talk about motivation. Weird. Talk about finding inspiration. Just, I mean, think about how frustrated we all get on a long flight. The wi-fi like, is coming in and it's out like 19
5: hours to tokyo they
3: have enough uh, what kind of movies is devin booker looking for on the uh on the ipad there to japan with middleton and drew how still smelling like champagne in the back <laughs> that's tough terrible flight. that's tough <laughs> terrible flight. um i'm very excited to uh to be joined by our next guest uh a buddy of mine for many years we've shared a lot of NBA games together. A lot of people don't know this guy is a huge sports fan. Very knowledgeable when it comes to all things uh, all things Patriots and Mets. And I almost had an opportunity to join the Bucks tape. Was going to leave the New York Knicks fandom to go be a Bucs fan at one point. Didn't take it, though. Didn't do it. Josh Ostrowski, a.k.a. the Fat Jewish, my dear friend, joins the show right now. Remember that, man? When you were thinking about joining the Bucks tape?
0: That was a long time ago, buddy. I had had enough. Okay, A lot of years, a lot of trauma, and it was, yes, sometimes you think about doing crazy things. And you know what? I think I'd be pretty happy right now, because instead of a first round loss, and instead of Julius Randle getting bodied up by Danilo Gallinari, I would be with Bobby Portis and his psychotic eyes celebrating a world championship. So maybe I should have. <laughs> you spent a lot of time in
3: Milwaukee over the years. You've been to some Bucks games. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Deer District? I know you do
0: great in crowds. You know, what's really funny is actually, so, yeah, my uh, my ex-wife, who was, uh, she was from Wisconsin, you know, very broad-shouldered, you know, something something in the milk out there. They build them big, you know. Kind of <laughs> and, uh, I went to uh very sturdy, she's not blowing over in a storm, you know, legs like redwoods, and I spent a lot of time out there, and actually, you know, funny enough, their fans are like, you know, they're complete maniacs, you know, they're all hanging out and like, you know, they eat at casino buffets. They're beautiful Americans, honestly. I celebrate them truly, which was another reason that I thought about defecting. And, you know, it's interesting. I saw in New, in New York once, I saw, I saw the Greek freak. I saw Giannis in a Greek restaurant uh, called Pilos in the East Village, and he's eating an entire Branzino, like just a beautiful Branzino, you know. And I walked up to him, and I think his manager kind of knew who I was. He had no idea who I was. And he was like, oh, you could the from Instagram. And I said to Giannis, I said, yo, and I named a Greek restaurant in Milwaukee, and his eyes lit up, and he he said, yo, the the Greek food in Milwaukee is horrible, and then I pitched him on coming to New York simply because the souvlaki in Milwaukee is like eating leather, and he couldn't believe that I knew the name of this restaurant, and I think, I really thought I got through to him, and I really thought I could lure him to New York, but guess what? It didn't work.
3: No, no, the guy (laughs) was loving smoothies. I, I wasn't expecting him to have a delicious moussaka out there. Uh, if he was going to get that, it was going to be back in New York. Uh, we've had a lot of fun memories at the Garden eating $15 John George chicken sandwiches. Let me tell you, I remember <laughs> going to Fan Appreciation Night when they gave out free food at the end of the game. Uh, you've now upgraded to the Spike Lee seats. Uh, what have been some of your favorite encounters with players while watching games at the Garden?
0: Oh, man. So, you know, actually, I one of my most prized possessions is they, give you, they now give you a blue card when you get a warning. They used to just give you a warning. They'd be like, shut up, you big fat clown. Now... They tell you, shut up, you big fat clown, to me. And they also give you a blue card that says a whole thing on it. If you get warned again, you're going to get thrown out. And I've started collecting them. And so, you know, if you go too hard, you're going to get thrown right out. But to get the blue card, it's the perfect mix of sort of PG-13. Um, you know, I talked to Dw- I got in Dwight Howard's head about how tiny his jersey was. Like, why are his jerseys always so small? Uh, Zach Randolph for looking like a Ninja Turtle. Um, you know, I once, you know, started, oh, I told... I screamed on, um, you know, one of your favorite players of all time, Landry Fields, after he signed a big contract with Toronto, no idea why they would do that, that he should spend some of his new money on me at Benny Hahn. I got into a fight with his fiance. he called me a bad person, uh, Matt Barnes once threatened to kill me. I mean, there have been some really incredible memories at the Garden.
3: I remember going down to uh, the John Wall-Jeremy Lin rematch for Sanity with you. We drove down to D.C. outside the White House spending some time at the uh, they were giving out free chicken sandwiches from the sky at the uh, at the wizards game remember that they had the parachutes of the chicken sandwiches. You know,
0: uh, it's really crazy how it's crazy how few incredible memories we have together. We've gone to so many games, and yet it's like the chicken time, we got a free chicken sandwich, the, the seven games that Linsanity happened. Like, there's so few incredible memories. Really.
3: That's, that's what it means to be a Nick fan. You want to sit here and have you come on the show, and we can talk about Lou Amundsen? No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> um, let, let's talk about, though, this world of comedy and sports. A lot of people you know, know you from Instagram now, which is insane to me and always brings a smile to my face, as you know. Uh, but but a lot of people don't know you're a diehard sports fan. What's it been like getting to connect with other players in sports, guys like Blake Griffin, who I know you're a friend uh, friends with, you know, and do some comedy stuff, and uh, and also have your you know your your sports dreams come to life.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. You know, it's like you know when you're a Z list celebrity like me, you know, life on the Z list, you can really you can really slide into the DMs of some like not. You know, you're just – I'm not connecting with top-tier players. Like, you know, Zion is not responding to my DMs. I DM him all the time. I want to know how the muffaladas are down in New Orleans. He never reads them. He never responds, obviously. But I can get – you know, I can get into the DMs of some lesser-known players and, and you know, across all sports, um, and we can hang out. Like, you know, like, did I go – did I go to P.F. Chang's with LaShawn McCoy? I sure did. Um, you know, I've been able to cultivate some real memories because, you know, I'm sliding in. I got a blue check mark. So they see it and they're like, oh, this guy got a lot of followers. Um, and a lot of these guys, uh, you know, they're just kind of hanging out. We can really, uh, we can get together and make some memories. Some of them are not all that busy. Um, and so, you know, some of, the, some of the more B-list and retired guys want to hang out and have a, maybe have a sleepover. So I've gotten to connect with a lot, of, a lot of cool dudes. None of them top tier. Maybe Blake Griffin's probably the best player I've ever really hung out with.
3: Well, now I would imagine you're part of the NBA Wine Circles as the co-founder of Babe, which sold to <laughs> Budweiser. Uh, what are some of your favorite NBA
0: wines? Well, I would really more like to talk about who are some of my favorite NBA players, Somaliers. Um, obviously, C.J. McCollum, incredible palate. I, I mean, his, his nose, you know, when he smells a big-bodied Barolo, he really, an audacious Barolo, he really knows how to enjoy it. He had it. to have his and room too.
3: set at the appropriate temperature down in the bubble <laughs> to maintain the flavor in the Pinot Noir. <laughs>
0: He turned his room into an actual temperature-controlled wine cellar. He loves a buttery Chardonnay. You know, he loves something with a lot of legs and a lot of body. Um, obviously, you know, LeBron's wine cellar is super famous. Um, I actually have an incredible story. There's a... There's a kind of is an A-list celebrity I know. LeBron, you know, slid into their DM years ago. So I like to see you. I like you to see my wine cellar. I think it might be a pickup line of his. I'm really not sure. (laughs) Um, And so there's a lot of guys now who love wine. I mean, it used to be just Drew Bledsoe, and now it's really everybody.
3: Channing Fry, Sasha Vujacic, Kevin Love. No, what Mellow?
0: Oh, you sent me you sent me a photo of Sasha Vujacic in a cowboy hat drinking. I believe uh, he might have been drinking a Malbec in like a vineyard, like somewhere outside of Santa Rosa. And I was like, this is incredible. I framed it. It's in my home. Alexander out in Paso thinking.
3: Robles. Don't do tastings if you want to go have a Pinot with Sasha, <laughs> but you can get a nice bottle for your buddy. Um, you and I do like to send each other fun photos and Instagram videos. I sent you a, a video of Ronaldo Bachman off Cameo, wishing you congratulations for your <laughs> wedding. Uh, what are you working on these days? What kind of memorabilia might I expect to sending my way soon?
0: You know, a couple different things. One of the, one of my favorite things I sent you recently, obviously, was the inexplicable release of the, of the Air Langston Galloway shoe. Now, I know the proceeds are going to, like, a good cause, and it's all very good, but I don't know who did the design, but they are some of the most – it's like wearing two diapers on your feet. They are the absolute most busted shoes. I Like, why is Langston Gallery coming out with a shoe? I'm obviously going to cop a pair because I'm a, I'm a collector of bad shoes. I have, like, ten pairs of Starberries that I got at Stephen Barry's back in the day. <laughs> or, you know, Free whales with the spinners, the yeah. Dadas. You know, I have a lot of, you know, anything that was horrible that ever came out. But uh, things you can expect from me um, coming up in the near future. You know, actually, you guys were just talking about that plane flight. That's really interesting. Do you think... Like I didn't even I don't I saw a guy one time on a plane that I went to high school with and I almost had a panic attack. We didn't even talk. Imagine being on a plane with these guys who just beat you in the finals. Like they're probably not all syncing up a movie and watching it together, right? Like pressing play at the same time.
3: No, I don't think so. I don't think it's a great Nancy Myers movie that Devin Booker is sharing in the back of the plane <laughs> with Chris Devin Middleton.
0: Booker, do you? Do you, guys, do you guys want to watch Under the Tuscan Sun? Or, like, I'm basically down for whatever. And Chris Middleton is like, get out of my my actual face. Um, it's, probably, it's definitely got to be pretty awkward. I'll probably send you more cameos. Patrick Ewing notoriously does the absolute worst cameos in the world. The TV's on in the back. You can hear, like, a commercial for, like, a rental car company. <laughs> he's the most low energy. The camera is, like, at his chin, very boomer, like, below his face. And he's like, happy birthday, Melinda. And you're hearing, like, a Salino and Barnes commercial blaring. And you turn the TV off. Like, somebody paid $45 for this. Turn off the TV. Like, come on, Patrick. So you'll probably be getting a lot more of those. For me, pictures of Alexi Shved. You know how it goes.
3: Oh, I love Alexi Shved's Instagram. A great follow on social media. At the Fat Jewish joins the show. Josh Ostrowski, Ben Lyons, filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. I remember watching the 2011 NBA Finals Game 4 Meltdown from LeBron with you in a bank in Brooklyn uh, underneath a Kanye West show. I've watched mm-hmm. some weird mm-hmm. NBA Finals <laughs> games with you over the years. Where have been some mm-hmm. of the strange places you've watched Super Bowls? Because you were a Patriots fan in New York City all those years.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty it was pretty hard. My family my family my family hates me. I mean, not because of that, but also because of that in addition to some other things. But yeah, it was it was really hard. I mean, I come from a family of Jet fans. My my dad wears like a 4X Kevin Mawai jersey. I mean, these guys are real dirtbags and they were, you know, really wanted to disown me. I mean, look, it, it's, when I went to, you know, I wasn't, I went to sort of an artistic school in New York, not a lot of sports fans when I was in middle school and at Jewish summer camp, you know, obviously where a young Jewish boy learns everything he knows. I was with a bunch of guys from North Attleboro, Massachusetts and, you know, they were diehard Teddy Bruschi fans. I picked it up and, uh, you know, I entered into an, I made an absolutely horrible choice in the summer of 95 that I can now not go back on. And I can never undo the past, but it's been, it's been really, really hard. Yeah. It's not, it's, I it's a lot, I have a lot of trauma. I feel like now I'm talking to my therapist. Like this is good actually.
3: <laughs> Josh Ostrovsky joins the show at the fat Jewish on Instagram. When, for people who follow you, uh, uh, you know, on Instagram now, which is like 11 million people on earth, which is just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start to notice that it was like making a, a change? I remember going to Nick games with you, and it started to be, you know, a thing that you were at the game. So when did you start to feel your life starting to change from
0: Instagram? Um, well, right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back one. I'm going to tell you real quick. My weirdest, my weirdest, my weirdest Super Bowl viewing story uh, went to the south of France. Uh, I was invited by some, uh, some Saudi Arabian guys. I used to have a thing where if you DM'd me, and I had a time in my schedule, I would basically go and do whatever you invited me to. Not for money, just to make memories. And so, you know, I got myself in some very weird situations, but I wanted to meet new people and have weird experiences. And people invite me to all kinds of bizarre stuff, and they think I'm not going to respond. Because they think with an account as big as mine that I'm never going to see it. So they get drunk, and they're like, you're never going to see this. You're the worst. And then I'm like, actually, I read all my DMs because I'm a pettyweight champion, and I saw this, and I'm like, I'm down to roast you. And so... These uh, guys from the Middle East invited me. I flew out to France. I went on a yacht. They actually had a live—they had a, um, a, lo- a uh, an ostrich on their on their yacht. They're like, "Do you want to see something crazy?" And I go downstairs. They have a live ostrich on the boat, and the ostrich's name—I'm not kidding you—was Bradley Cooper because they were a huge Bradley Cooper fans, so American actor Bradley Cooper, and. I then sat on a boat with an ostrich and watched the Super Bowl with them on, like, a 100-inch flat screen. And I'm looking around going, they flew me out there, and I'm going, where am I? Like, this seems like a very questionable, very, very questionable decision. So Instagram has led me to a lot of wild places. Um, I, I'm trying to think, like, the first time... The first, I remember I was in the West Village, and I was kind of day drunk. I had been, you know, kind of doing sort of a Sex in the City brunch style. And someone ran up to me and put their hands over my eyes from behind and was like, yes, yeah, so. and I was like, what is happening? I was kind of schmacked, and I turned around. And it was Fran Drescher. And I think in that moment, I realized, like, wow, people are really seeing this stuff. Like, I, you know, you kind of, when you have a big account, you post and you think it's just for your idiotic friends, you know, like you. But you don't realize Fran Drescher's looking, too. And sometimes when I think about it, it makes me it makes me nervous. I'm like, is Fran going to like this? What if Fran unfollows me? Like, what if Fran <laughs> hates this? Because she's an icon and should be on Mount Rushmore. And I think at that moment, I realized, wow, this is really, really wild.
3: No, that was like your Giannis getting the MVP last night in the championship. Finally, a culmination of work, a <laughs> lifetime of sacrifice. The nanny came up to you after brunching in Soho. Uh, ben Lyons here uh, on The Rich Eisen Show, joined by Josh Ostrovsky. Uh, where were you when you found out the news that Carmelo went to Portland?
0: I, I don't know. Only you would know that, you psycho. Nobody <laughs> cared about that. Like, I was, I am so... You know, you need to just, you, he needs to hire you. The amount of press you're, the amount of pub you're doing for this guy. Like I wake up at like, first of all, it's 8 o'clock in the morning in New York, it's 5 in LA, I don't know why you're up, and you're sending me a text being like, did you know, fun fact of the morning. Carmelo Anthony is the leader in all time in Team USA minutes logged when the team registered a win of more than 10 points. And I'm like, it doesn't literally matter. The guy went to one Western Conference final. He's a trash man. You are doing constant PR for this guy. The day he came to the Knicks, you cried in a bar. I'm sorry, I have a photo of
3: you eating a sandwich named after him with Lala at the Carnegie Deli. So let's challenge Flag on the field
0: right now. Hold on, hold on, when you're with an American hero like Lala Anthony, okay, you're like, I'm a huge Lala fan. Am I not allowed to split the two? And she put me on the spot. By the way, you put a pastrami sandwich in a fat Jewish guy's face, and then as it was in my mouth, you went, this is called the Carmelo Anthony. And what was I going to do? I couldn't disrespect him like that, although, honestly, I really wanted to because... Outside of Amari Stoudemire, who, by the way, I don't know if you now know, he's a rabbi and a farmer. Um, there's really no Nick that I've ever hated more. And you know that, sir. No, I know.
3: I know you've had some encounters with Amari down in the meatpacking district, and it wasn't in a wine, in a wine spa, I'll tell you that. Uh, Josh, I appreciate you joining the show. You think we'll get a Nick's title in our, in our lifetime? All right, Ben, it's been great. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Thanks Josh, so much for having me. Honestly, Rich,
0: Rich Eisen, you're a beautiful man. Thank, uh, and the answer to your question is absolutely not. Although, look, you know, we do have the 20th pick. So, like, you know, what's going to happen this year? It's going to be magical.
3: Oh, yeah, by the way, congratulations on being a father. I haven't had a chance to talk to you in real life. You had to use this <laughs> show as an excuse to say congratulations.
0: I just I just wanna note by the way that I gave my son the middle name of Kobe to represent the late and great Kobe Bryant. Okay? I want you to know that. I rode for L.A. on that, and uh, it's really, really scary that I am somebody's father. I think I sent you the birth announcement. Within the first three days of being born, I put him on a giant hoagie and pretended he was to eat him on a sandwich. So that kid's going to be in $600 an hour therapy within the next couple years. So it's an exciting time for me, not really for him.
3: Well, we're 20 years away from Buddy Kobe King getting a four-year, $200 million deal from the Knicks after he blows out an Achilles with you on a jet ski. So looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, he, he's Jewish, so he's not an athlete.
3: <laughs> Thanks for joining the show, Josh.
0: Thanks, boys. Thanks,
4: Thank you
3: for joining the show. Appreciate it. Love that guy. Grew up with Josh. So much fun when you see your friends who have been ridiculed, chastised for being themselves for years. Get a chance to now enjoy life like this. Selling his wine to Budweiser, having a kid named Kobe. He that was interview was it. an
5: entire experience. I don't
3: know what that was. I hope it was entertaining for those watching <laughs> and listening. I mean, we were, good friend, yeah. That's yeah. we were laughing. That's a true story. That's real. I remember he called good. me. He was like, yo, the nanny just came up to me. This is really <laughs> happening. My parents aren't disappointed in me. Just goes to show you, sports inspires so many people. To be at a Nick game and to get free food when they're 30 games under 500, it just makes it all worthwhile. Uh, Coming up, celebrity birthdays next. We'll close out the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show.
2: Unbelievable! You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save fifty percent—that's fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets We have kind of, you know, messed up the place as best we can because the man to my right, Michael Rappaport, good to see you again, sir.
0: Glad to be here. I mean, I'm sort of here against my will.
2: Well, (laughs) you're just here so you won't get fined. Well, no, no, actually I'm here against my will because I did lose a bet. All's fair and fun and fantasy. And you said you would clean the studio and now it's time to do that. This is your janitor suit. Okay. To wear for the next hour.
0: Ain't the first time I with, wore
2: one. With the Rich Eyes and Show logo on it. You got all sorts of different Ointments. spray bottles. Yes. There's uh, Ajax. Bags. Traditional Ajax. Sweeping. Man, man, no it. problem. Oh, my God. You're just oh, dropping wow. candy on the floor <laughs> to sweep up. Okay. Is that to eat? Yeah. Uh, Cuz there's yeah. a 5-second rule. Yeah, I'll eat uh, that. It's kind of gross. Just up there. We, we haven't, we haven't even gotten to the it, top of the shelf, Michael. Okay. No problem. I don't think that's probably been dusted since we started no here in problem, October man. of 2014. No problem. <laughs> Look, you can't even you can't even put the broom in the cart. Sir, sir. Please let me do my job. <laughs> sir, please let me do my job. Okay. Uh, anybody. Oh, he's now spitting on stuff. Well, just spit polishing. This is great. Did we not even swiffer him?
5: We yeah, didn't can present. I get Listen, there's I, paper towels, there's lots of cleaning materials. You, you, you want to do it or do you want to let a professional do it? <laughs> this is pathetic.
2: This is, <laughs> this is this is humiliating. Michael it's Rappaport straight, yeah, yeah. spraying things willy-nilly and whatever you sprayed over there Rappaport has wafted over here and it's coating my
0: throat. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
2: What the hell is that that he's spraying? We did some country day,
3: but we have some neutral cleaning, concentrated floor cleaner. We're going to get to you over there, my friend. It
2: stinks in here. I honestly feel like I am trapped (laughs) in a New York City cab right now with whatever was hanging from the the rearview mirror. We're on TV right now. Right now, yeah. This is what live TV has come to, huh? I think this puppy
1: jammed up. <laughs> I think the puppy got jammed up. What kind of machine
2: Dude, is this, man? You are the worst janitor ever. I need industrial
5: strength cleaning. This place is down. To, I mean, this is like, come on, man.
2: Oh, there you go. Hey! It on, it's, on. it's working. It's <laughs> go
3: People that do manual labor, they should be treated with the respect because this this little
5: half-ass spit shine cleaning I did
0: wore me out. Do me a favor before you leave,
2: clean up the mess you did. St- <laughs> oh, no problem. This is it still a mess on the floor? No, no problem. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: welcome back to the show ben lyons in for rich on the rich eisen show i love that we showed an old clip of rich hanging out with michael rapaport and brockman says oh look there's another new york maniac <laughs> yeah yeah speaking <laughs> of insane
5: people from new york city
3: i just played uh, rick carlisle in a movie opposite mike uh, rapaport playing bill fitch you did yeah it's called jackie ryan story it's a story about this guy jackie ryan played basketball in new york crazy guy he used to show up at games drunk take his pants off had to try out with the nets when Bill Fitch was their coach, wow! I played Coach Carlisle, and Amazing. Uh, the, residual, the residual checks are not so bad. All right, yeah. hey, congrats! That's a awesome. clear, so that's good. <laughs>
5: that's all um, that matters.
3: Today's celebrity birthdays. Well, first of all, speaking of movies, this day in history, 1989, do the right thing. Oh, anniversary on. of uh, one of the great films of all time. I just did a, a podcast with Adnan Verk on the cinephile podcast, the better, the better <laughs> of the CinePods in the metal arc media <laughs> empire, uh, where we talked about its impact all these years later. And what's incredible about about, you know, do the right thing. The casting is a remarkable. You go back and you look at some of the early work for Giancarlo Esposito or Martin Lawrence, Rosie Perez, but then legends like. Ozzie Davis and Ruby D and mm-hmm. Sam Jackson and just the casting to Turo, Danny Aiello. I love Do the Right Thing. Sadly, it's far too relevant today. Many of the themes addressed in that film, but almost a perfect movie. I mean, we saw a perfect game of basketball last night from Giannis. Do the Right yeah. Thing 1989 from The Great Spike Lee. Probably a perfect movie. Are we doing this already? We're doing the anniversary of Ozark? That's on the list?
5: <laughs> Are they still doing new seasons? We oh, can't, we can't s- have
3: today, where were you four years ago when Netflix said yes to Jason Bateman's show? <laughs> I don't
5: know, but uh, there's one season left. I think they're filming the final yeah. season.
3: I don't know how that made it If you're it caught the, up the way last year
5: ended, wow.
3: Onto the list. DeAndre Jordan, 33, member of the Brooklyn Nets. Always used to see him riding around Abbott Kinney on his bicycle out here in LA. Loves a big hat. DeAndre Jordan. Plant-based as well. Big beyond meat guy. Texas throwing through, right? DeAndre didn't get much run with the Nets this year. Your Brooklyn Nets next year's betting favorite. Come on, that's a sucker's bet. Are you serious? The yeah. Brooklyn Nets? Brooklyn Nets, they're up plus nah.
5: 325. Now you're not no, into
3: that? Not into it. When you see Giannis <laughs> sit down on that chair last night, feeling like a throne. Feeling on top of the world, a lifetime of dedication, sacrifice, focus, determination
5: coming to fruition. You really see the guy in the Balenciaga cape beating him? I'm just telling you what the what Vegas is saying right now. I don't know. Bucks are third at seven to one. You feel, how do you feel about that? Uh, let's, let's go to Vegas and bet the Bucks.
3: I say, <laughs> I, after last night, I'm sitting there going, who's beating that? Who's beating this man?
5: More likely to repeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ooh, or the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a
3: good uh, Which sports you got? talk radio question. I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I think the competition is so trash this year. I think there's so many question marks around so many teams in the NFL that might contend with Tampa Bay that I think it's just a matter of health with these guys. Milwaukee, there's too much talent. Steph's getting reloaded. LeBron's going to maybe get Dame Lillard. Your Sixers are going to do something. I wonder if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown stay together after we saw Chris Middleton and Giannis have some success toughing it out. That's a twosome that might have to go through some growing pains in order to get to the next level. So I think the talent's too deep in in the NBA. Right now, for the Bucks to repeat, I'm gonna go. Let's see down the birthday list here. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett had a he was a, for an entire generation for a, <laughs> for a second. He, he was dude.
5: super hot. Yeah.
3: Pearl Harbor, forty days. Now he's living life like on a country and country farm in England or something with his wife and he's chilling and he's. Got kids and out of the game and that sounds great. won the game of life.
6: <laughs> Josh Hartnett, man, he was he was the man there he for was a second. The man. And you he know, back in, with Harrison Ford. And back in the early two thousands, obviously people would not know this, but Ashton and Hartnett used to always like it was like those two. Right. Like Ashton was up for Pearl Harbor, couldn't get it because he was doing 70s show. So there was a lot of roles that went back and huh. forth. So I used to always mess with them. Like if we were doing something, I'm like, hey, we're we gonna go to this party. Ashton, like, nah, I gotta work. I'm like, man. I knew I should have hung out with Josh Hartnett instead. So, <laughs> I mean, to the point one day, like when we lived together, I, Josh Hartnett had a full page of his face in a magazine, and I ripped out the page, and I stuck it on Ashton's mattress, on his pillow one, <laughs> one day. So, yeah, Josh Hartnett, man. Josh he, Hartnett, he was, 43 was the man years for a young.
3: CC Sabathia, 41. CC seems to really have settled into retirement now, got control of his life, feeling like he's in a good spot.
5: He is super jacked and just, like, plays golf all the time. Diehard Raider fan. Yeah, there's, huge there's sports fan. Real
3: deal sports fan. Where's this picture from, Ben? You and That CC. was from the uh, the opening uh, festivities for the Players' Tribune. We were making some radio, oh, nice. and CeCe was awesome. there. And I'm sitting there with CeCe, you know, former Yankee, uh, Derek Jeter, the, the Yankee captain, of course. My dad thought that was the moment to pull out his Red Sox hat watch, beeper, uh, belt buckle, uh, yarmulke, long johns. And CC's uh, like 6'6", six, six, right? Six, yes, yeah,
5: is a big guy. dude. I need dude. to hang out with your dad, I think. You guys,
6: I think we you would have, talk about a deep dive podcast. We would have a great time. Oh, man. You guys I mean, for could, as much as this guy loves the Patriots, like the Red Sox are. Know, you oh, guys oh, just God. do
3: 40 minutes on Jim Rice, and you guys would just have a blast. <laughs> uh, who else uh, is having a birthday here today? John Lovitz. The Critic. I used to love that show because my dad was a critic. So, yeah, I love it. He's one of those guys to me that's like very show business. You know, when you think of certain actors or certain talent, they're just show business. That's one of those guys.
5: What is his, his catchphrase? Ah, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. <laughs> Feels like a very show business old-timey
3: kind of phrase there. <laughs> but, man, wonder where the party continues on now in Milwaukee, huh? They're just going to be on one for a couple of days. We get a parade tomorrow. When's the parade? Yeah, when is the parade? Oh, I don't
5: know Friday? if that's been announced yet. Uh, hopefully it's uh, yeah Friday, I'm guessing. Was guess, the
6: party at the Eaton's crib last night? That's the, that's did you the question. you see
5: that she was sitting next to Christian Yelich last night? Wow, I wonder if that's a thing.
3: Milwaukee sports, having a moment. Aaron Rodgers on the
5: top of everybody's mind right now. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted. The Super Sports Talk Radio on the last minute we have left, and maybe we can talk about it tomorrow. Does Aaron Rodgers retire with more Super Bowl rings or NBA championship rings? Because now he's one One and one. one.
6: It's not that crazy of a question. And I'm not not. kidding, actually. And I (laughs) think it's
5: actually the answer is NBA championship rings.
3: Man. We're going to get some insight on all the Aaron stuff tomorrow. We'll talk with Jane Slater. I know she's covering the Cowboys out at camp. We'll get some football on the show tomorrow. (laughs) Because what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? That's going to be the story now in Wisconsin once the hangover wears off from from this Bucks celebration. Oh, man. But what a reminder in life to bring joy to whatever it is you do. We had so much fun today on the show with Cassidy, Amin. Amin's always cracking jokes with what he does. Rich, of course, infects uh, all of us with joy when we're in his presence. And, of course, my buddy, the fat Jewish, uh, Josh Jastrowski. I mean, that guy's a great time. So. I need to go
5: back and listen to that whole thing. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. ridiculous. There,
3: are, there are a lot of Easter eggs in there, a lot of nuggets that you might have to go yeah. re-listen to on the pod to, to pick up a second time. But, man, joy in whatever yeah, it is great you do. Stuff today, You man. can work hard. You can sacrifice. You can dedicate your life. But you got to do it with a smile. you got to have some fun. I had a blast hanging out today here on The Rich Eisen Show. We'll be back at it tomorrow.